Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Jeff Y, host of Debrief, and this is Pastor Matt Brown. Come on, somebody. This is the Debrief with Pastor Matt, and today we have a great episode for you. Today we're talking about the trouble with politics. Really? There's trouble with politics? <laughs> I would have never guessed that. <laughs> All that coming up on the Debrief. What's going on, everybody? We are here. This is the Debrief Podcast with Pastor Matt Brown. I'm yes. excited today. So if you haven't noticed, we are on separate sides. Yes. Uh, we're on different sides of the yeah. aisle. Yes. Come on today. <laughs> <laughs> different side of the aisle. And not only that, but you are wearing blue. I'm wearing red. That's right. Um, so you obviously are. You yeah. obviously are liberal. I'm on the left, and I'm wearing liberal colors. Come on, right. Exactly. And you are clearly a tump. The, the, a a trump. Uh, a trump. Uh, both of trump them. Who, whatever it is, yeah. I'm a tump and trump. Yeah, sorry. Putin, all that. Um, Actually, you will never know what we are, who we are, or what we represent. But we do represent Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Uh, but Pastor Matt, before I go anywhere, I just I wanted to read uh, something from one of our viewers. Uh, this is actually from Jackie. She says, Jeff, I don't have a question, but I would like to thank Pastor Matt oh, for amen. this series and the transparency he's shown us. He reminds us weekly who is in control. Come on, yes. God is in control. So kind of just on that note, uh, Pastor Matt, I think, again, um, what you're doing and the messages you are bringing through um, this series called Election mm -hmm. are powerful, absolutely powerful. And people are listening in, they're leaning in, uh, because this is really the message we need. And yeah. not only that, but the debrief is, is an opportunity where you can get to go deeper and, yeah. and, and you can answer their questions. So with that, I kind of just want to do a little bit of a recap, if we can, of last week's Of our two-question episode. <laughs> of our true, yeah, exactly. <laughs> our two-question hour-long episode. Yeah, but I'll that's all right. But that's I'll try right. to be briefer today. Hey, hey, you allowed the Holy Spirit to lead yeah. you. Yeah. Come on now. Do you allow the Holy Spirit? That's another yeah. conversation. But um, last week, this past weekend, you talked about Rahab. Right. And so I think one of the thoughts or uh, I think that come to my mind and I think possibly come from a lot of viewers and individuals who are attending mm -hmm. um, all of our campuses um, online and on campus is, wow, Rahab. So Rahab lied. Yeah. She lied. And and it's four seemed times. Like, huh? Four times. Four times. And so, wow, it's it, so there's so many complexities there because, like, we're told not to lie. But then Rahab is lying. And so, wait, wait, when is it or is it or when is it appropriate to lie? Right. And so just kind of on that alone, and her story is powerful too, mm -hmm. by the way, but just on that, like help, help us out, Pastor Matt. Yeah. So the actual commandment, the yeah. ten, tenth commandment or in the 10 commandments is, is thou shalt not bear false witness. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that you don't, you don't incriminate someone falsely to get your benefit. Uh, there's a story actually in the book of first Kings where they want to take out, uh, I think it's Ahaz. Okay or Ahab, excuse me, Ahab wants to buy a field. He wants his vineyard. The guy won't sell it to him. His wife Jezebel says, I know what I'll do. We'll throw a big party, a big banquet. We'll put a person on his left and his right, and they right. will both stand up and yep. say that he has said something bad against the king and country, and they kill him. Wow. So that's that's what it means to bear false witness. Now, certainly lying is bad, but the, but the commandment specifically is don't say things that intentionally harm somebody else, specifically when your word is on the line, like right. like in a court case, uh, like you did it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's what it means. Um, but but lying is still wrong. I mean, we should speak the truth. Um, the Apostle Paul commends believers to speak the truth in every place. The Old Testament, we talked about last week, the difference between the Old and New Testament. The Old Testament confirms this, that God abhors lying, wants us to speak the truth. Jesus says that the devil is the father of lies. But we have to remember Rahab is an unregenerate person who is beginning uh, to believe in the one true God. God is moving in our life. She's sensing and feeling something is happening here. Um, you know, she has very, very little, if, if, if no education whatsoever on the commandments, what it means to be right and wrong. I mean, this woman is a Canaanite prostitute. Uh, Canaanites were uh, notorious sex cults uh, and baby killers, right? Sounds a lot like America. Um, you know, and so she has no concept of this except that that their God is the one true God, and she's considering convert, converting and switching sides. So when she does that, she assimilates and becomes a, a Jewish person, and then comes under the law. And that's the thing is, belief is the first step, uh, you know, in your walk with God. Submitting yourself to his commandments is the, is the second step. Like, so I, I meet people all the time say, yeah, I believe in God, but they don't live under God's commands. And that what that means is, 
you believe like the Apostle Paul says the devil does. It says the devil believes in God and shudders. Wow. So the devil believes God is real, but he is not in submission to his commandments and his work in his kingdom. He is opposed to that and does his own thing. So Rahab here does lie. I don't think that we need to make any excuses for it. But to be fair, she's in a very um, difficult situation. Mm. Um, a lot of us, we live in this uh, morally pure uh, ideology, you know, where we, 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 we imagine what we would do in those situations. But the truth is we live very, very blessed lives. And, and we're going to end this series with why we're blessed to live in America. But like for right now, like, like if you're left, if you're on the left, you think you should wear a, ma a mask, you should continue to shut down. We got to keep everybody safe. If you're right, um, you know, you think we need to be free, we need to move on. And it's really uh, not about science at all. It's about whether are you on the left or are you on the right. And I mean, this goes for scientists, this goes for uh, politicians, this goes for doctors. I mean, it's really, really interesting. COVID has become, like everything, unfortunately, a political issue where they both argue about the facts and the science. Um, but here's, here's the truth is, uh, I think the shutdowns and the World Health Organization um, has said that it's a bad idea. And here's why. Um, for those of you who've traveled with us, you know, into other countries, to India, uh, to South, um, excuse me, to, uh, what is it, Vietnam, Bangladesh, that area, what's it called? It used to be called Indochina, they don't call it that anymore, yeah. so it's the, the furthest Southeast, uh, Asia. Southeast Asia, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Man, see, I'm so old, I got That's all right. these names. <laughs> People right. keep changing the names of right. things. It used to be called Indochina, but it, now it's called Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. And, and now families, because they can't work, so you can't go to H&M and buy your $5 shirt. Mm. Well, what that means is, is somebody uh, in Southeast Asia didn't get paid their dollar a day right. to sew that shirt for you, which means they can't eat, which means they can't feed themselves. And now families have to make decisions about which kids will eat and which kids will survive. So they're going to sell their kids into sex trade. Uh, they're going to, uh, you know, maybe just leave a kid in the jungle. I mean, these things yeah. happen and these families are in situations, you know, it's like people say, well, I can never imagine eating my dog. It's because you've never imagined starvation. Right, right, like you've, right. ne you've never had to dabble in. Like, I mean, human beings have been in the point, you know, the Donner Party, if you're from California, mm. you know, they ate their friends. Like, you're like, oh, I would never do that. Well, you've never been that hungry. And so Rahab finds herself in a situation where I hope none of us find ourselves in, where um, I think if she tells the truth, they'll kill the two spies, torture them, and probably kill her for harboring them. And so she's in a tough situation, and she does the best she can. You know, it's just like if you were a Christian German and you hid Jews. Do you have to tell the truth to the Nazis when they come knocking on your door? And again, this is why, you know, I think Christians say in ignorance, all sin is the same. All sin is not the same. Um, like if I have to choose between somebody committing adultery with my wife or thinking about committing adultery with my wife, I'm going to choose the thinking every single time. They're both sins, but one does not have ramifications for Tammy and I. One only has ramifications for them. And so... Yes, lying is not a good thing, but if it's going to keep the Jewish people alive in your basement, that's what you need to do. And as Christians, sometimes because we're in an imperfect world, we must always choose the most good or in some instances, the least evil, which is where I think we find ourselves as Christians. You know, there's no perfect candidate. So, so what do I do? How do I choose the least evil option in this situation? And it's just a reality. Um, and if you can't relate to Rahab, you've just lived an extraordinarily blessed life. Mm -hmm. um, it's like people who hate America. You know, you've never been anywhere. Like you've not been anywhere in the world and you don't know what life is really like. And that's why people, um, you know, want to just get here in droves, mm -hmm. regardless of race, regardless of religion. They want to get here because it's better here than it is in most places. Uh, and some of the places in Europe that maybe are equal, they don't take immigrants. So like it's it's just a huge issue. And so you just have to give Rahab grace. So no, it's not saying that lying is okay. She's not in Hebrews chapter 11. She's not mentioned in, in um, James, I think is the other book uh, in the New Testament that mentions her. She's not mentioned because she was a truthful, honest person. She's mentioned because she was a prostitute who protected the spies of Israel and converted to Judaism, wow. to the one true God. And because Amen. of that, she went from being, you know, really the the, the mother of bastards, mm. because there was no birth control mm. back then. So who knows where her kids come from? Um, you know, but she cares about her family. She loves her family. And now she becomes the great, great grandmother of Jesus Christ. And I think it's a beautiful picture of redemption. And none of us are saved because we get it right all mm. the time. Ultimate, we're saved with whether or not we got it right on Jesus. Right. And she did. So um, 
I think it's, it's, a, it's a great story. You should tell the truth. You should work to tell the truth. That's why I put in, uh, you know, put off your old nature, speak to the truth to one another. Um, and that's really the challenge of politics is so much of what we're being told is just untrue. Yeah. And, um, you know, people are rooting for teams. It's like sports. So I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, and we're not actually looking at the job that they did and how did they serve the people. Um, but, but, you know, we're, we're saying, well, you know, we, you know, I don't know if you get those Instagram ads, you know, uh, please help us get the Democrats out of power. Please help us get the Senate, you know, the Republican Senate out. You know, and it's just like, can you guys just do the right thing? Like, can you, instead of, because they've both been in power and, you know, I mean, I, I've lived under a, a Bush presidency where I thought Bush made grave mistakes. I've lived under an Obama, you know, uh, uh, presidency where I thought he made incredible mistakes and did some really bad things. And so it's like, look, whether they're left or right, what we need to do is elect people who do good yeah. things and do the best they can in a broken situation. Yeah. You know, there is no, there is no utopia. It doesn't exist. And so Rahab lives in real life, just like where you and I live, and we have to do the best right. we can. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a tough thing. So lying's wrong, so, so don't do that. Uh, but if you have to lie to keep me alive, right. I need you to do that, Jeff. Like, I need you to tell a little fib, <laughs> right? I, so I will lie to keep you alive, yeah. Pastor Thank Matt. you. Um, Thank you, brother. And, uh, man, um, I don't know if I'm ready for my kids to hear this, yeah. that, that answer yet. Um, I know. It, don't you dare lie. Yeah. Come on. Well, now. you're not going to kill him. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, you I'm may not lay hands that. on him. I come on somebody. But you're not going to. And, yeah. and the good book says to do that. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to kill him. And no. that's the thing right. is, um, you know, and you and you do need to, mm -hmm. you know, it's another thing that's wrong with the political process is we ask these politicians questions. Yeah. And as soon as they get slightly re real, we go, see, that's why I can't vote for him. So, so we create a system where we punish politicians for telling the truth. And, and that, I think that's on us. Man. So good. You That's know, so really they lie, good. we're mad at them for lying, right. but then we, we totally disavow any, you know, if, you know, I mean, you know, people say, well, Trump, I handled that conversation perfectly. Well, what would you say if he says, yeah, I could have said it better. See, we got to impeach him. Okay. So Anything. It, it's both sides. Right. Like, yeah. I wish he could have said, yes, yeah, I wish that I would have handled that conversation yeah. differently. But if he says that, you're going to, you're going to nail him to the wall either Man. way. Man. You know, either he's arrogant or he's a liar. Yeah. And so either way, it's a lose-lose. And um, unfortunately, that's what I found with so many people is there's no win in this situation. And as a three, yeah. I'm looking for the win, the W. Yeah, the W, come on, that W. Not, not George W. No. But a w. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, you discuss the need for us to show a sign of personal surrender in this weekend's message. Mm. In this election season, how do we practically surrender our hopes for the outcome and show God we trust him as our true king? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you have to surrender to um, just God. I know that either way on November 3rd, whether it's Biden or Trump, I know that you're in control mm -hmm. and Biden or Trump is going to work according to your purpose. And here's the sad thing <laughs> is God's purpose to bring good to all may bring short-term harm to us. So God allows persecution um, in Acts uh, chapter seven to drive the church out of Jerusalem because they're not being obedient to the great command. And then they go to, right? So, so Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Jerusalem Judea, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Yep. Well, the only way they get there is by being driven out by persecution. Mm, wow. And for the church, right, Stephen has to die for them to go to Samaria. You know, people from Berea have to chase the apostle Paul to continue to push him so that the gospel can go out. Wow, that's so good. And so wow. most of us don't do God's will when we're blessed. You know, we do God's will when we get messed. Wow. See how I just Come rhymed? On, right? <laughs> Come on You know, now. and that's Come the thing now, is, um, you know, and America yeah. has committed, you know, egregious sins, you know, um, you know, there, there are sins in the past. And yes. you look at slavery and you say, well, how could Christians have condoned slavery in our country? And the truth is they face the same challenge you and I face. We are more aware of cultural and current pressure than we are from pressure and spiritual pressure by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, the good book says, uh, you know, slavery violates the commandment thou shalt not steal. Mm -hmm. So how did the Ten Commandments begin? Do you, so uh, Jews disagree with us. So we call it the Ten Commandments. Jews call it the Ten Statements. Interesting. And so they start it differently. So the first statement is not a command. I am the Lord your God who delivered you out of slavery. Yeah. 
So that's who God is. God is the deliverer of slaves, which is why the slaves, right? Uh, have you ever heard of the slaves Bible? Yes, I have. Yeah, yes, so yes, in, the, yes. in the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C., they have a copy yep. of the Slaves mm -hmm. Bible. And you can imagine the book of Exodus is missing from that Bible. Come on. So here's the thing is when people want right. to say, yep. well, how can the Bible condone slavery? Look, the Bible acknowledges the world in which we live, mm -hmm. and that's what it is. And so when you look at the, the list of egregious sins in the New Testament, you know, oftentimes we focus on homosexuality, we focus on witchcraft, but nobody pays attention to the word slave trader. Mm. Because what does a slave trader do? They steal people and sell them. Wow. And so that is, that is condemned within the Roman Empire. So Christianity doesn't speak against the economic reality of slavery because that would have put a, a quick end to Christianity. But what they talked about was something that everyone knew was immoral. Yeah. Slave trade is immoral. It just is. Both, both the owner and the slave knew that that was immoral. And so, so just here's the thing is, well, Paul didn't outright say we need to we need to go against slavery. Well, that would have created a direct conflict against the Roman Empire. What he did say is we, we you need to know that slave trade is immoral and those people will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. I think he was brilliant. Mm. How do you end slavery? You end slave trade. So you attack what you what everyone agrees on is evil. And you say this has to stop. And then what does that logically lead you to? Oh, the book of Philemon. I know he ran away as your slave, but what does Paul say? He returns to you as your brother. Mm -hmm. He's family, and people can't read between the lines. So we have a runaway slave who legally could have been put to death. The apostle Paul writes to Philemon, and I love this. You know, I don't, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I could. Like, I love Paul. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, Paul's like, right. Paul, Paul had some Jewish mama That's in him, right. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, he, exactly. he was able to say, you know, I could command uh, you, but yeah. I'm not going to. No, I could right. remind you of yeah. all that I've done for you, but I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. What did he just do? Mm -hmm. He just reminded, he just reminded him of everything yep, exactly, that he's right. done. <laughs> right. So Paul's brilliant. Um, good. And he tells him he's not a slave, he's a brother. And as a brother, he's more useful to you now than he was before as a slave. Wow. And, uh, you know, I mean... I think Philemon is just probably, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to thumb through the slave Bible because it was behind glass, but um, I'm sure that that book is missing, mm -hmm. uh, as with a lot of selective, yes. uh, you know, the, I think the word deliverer was edited, um, you know, the words that we're all slaves, we all have a master, yeah, like right. those mm -hmm. words were, were edited out, and, um, you know, uh, Southern slave owners love to use the Bible for yes. some things mm -hmm. because it, you know, made you complacent, obedient, right, yeah. you know, and those things, but they didn't allow it to deliver people, yeah. um, which is just, it's just evil. And here's what I would say is just because somebody's sitting in church and, and, and praying to God, I mean, it's why I quoted Lincoln, both pray to the same God and yeah. both ask for a victory over mm -hmm. the other. God cannot, cannot <laughs> answer both prayers. Um, and Lincoln wasn't a church going Christian. But he had a healthier understanding of Christianity than many church-going yes, Christians. Yes, right. Right? Yeah. Because we all, we all face this pressure. And the, and the church is facing this pressure now on homosexuality, trans, transgenderism, multiple genders. So we're, we're getting all of this pressure in the name of science, right? And, and, and now people are, now we're afraid to say, I just think there's two genders. When, when biology says there's two genders. Right. So it's not just, it's not God, it's science. But now the social sciences are manipulating and cornering the sciences. And so that's how something like slavery comes to be when everybody knows that it's wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody knows, you know, George Washington is, you know, ripped for the slaves he inherited, by the way, from his father, wrote extensively that it was wrong and released them upon his death. Um, but releasing slaves was not always beneficial because, um, Oftentimes they found themselves in worse situations yeah, yeah. because what are they going to do now? Well, right. Yeah, because yeah. they're it's a racist society, right? Yeah, exactly. Where they can't own property, they right. can't no. get jobs. Um, I get you. I get and you. so yeah. you know, oftentimes you know the day worker, um, you know, with like Jim Crow laws, mm -hmm. they they um, they had the uh, anti vagrancy laws, and so they would arrest black men who didn't have a job or yes. whatever, and then they would make them work for the plantations for free. <laughs> so when you there. were a slave, yeah. you had value. So, so the slave owner is invested in your health, in your well-being, uh, but when you're when you work for you know the the state prison and they pay you nothing, and they would background deals, you know, and stuff like that. Who cares if they die? Yeah. And so you had freed blacks in the South, who in many ways had it worse than they did right. before, yeah. because if somebody messed with you before, right, you had an owner that said, right. hey. Yeah. That you 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 have mistreated something that is mine, and so, um, you know, hmm. you have to create a system in which 
black people can thrive, be treated as equals, be allowed to buy property, get jobs. You know, America had just multiple um, racist levels that we had to break through. You know, uh, so much of the medical breakthroughs that we have in America, you know, when they occurred, when we allowed Jews to start going to medical school. <laughs> I mean, God's people are smart, bro. Yeah, right. You know, and we started allowing them to go to medical schools yeah. and and all of a sudden we had all of these advances in medicine. And so, but you have to create an environment for people to thrive. And, um, you know, it, I, I don't remember where I was going. Sorry. I no, just got off good. on a tangent. No, that's, that's good. Um, I can see when you have a glazed look on your face. No, I'm like, no, okay, no, we're done talking. About no, <laughs> no, I, I have a glazed look cause I'm so immersed and in, enamored. You had that face that my son makes when I start no. talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife does say I'm a child. Okay. Uh, Pastor Matt, we have been getting this question a lot. Okay. And um, so let me actually preface this question first by reading Romans uh, 13, 1, which says, everyone must submit to govern authorities. Yeah. For all authority comes from God and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Justin says, I'm pretty frustrated with Christians who place the president on a pedestal. Okay. There are tons of double standards and hot takes but it is disrespectful to challenge a political leader. Uh, the idea that they are God appointed does not mean that they are God. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot there. So yeah, what I would is. say is that um, you should challenge Trump, but it should be respectful. Yeah. You should challenge Obama, it should be respectful. If it's President Biden, he should be challenged, mm -hmm. uh, but it should be respectful. And the way you do that is you challenge them on the issues. Yes. Um, and I think so much of our politics, you know, people want to make a lot of Trump's behavior and the things that he says and does, which I think are abhorrent. I think he is uh, childlike. I think, um, I, don't, I don't agree with his philosophy that when someone hits, you hit them back. I mean, that's why I don't think he's a Christian. I, I just don't. That um, doesn't mean that I, you know, if all every you know buddy just crashed their car if you're a Republican. It doesn't mean that I don't think he's God's man for the job. I just don't think he's God's man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just it's just different. I mean, God uses uh, non-Christians all the time in yep. Scripture to accomplish His purposes and His will. God used Pharaoh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we we have to be willing to say that. But I think Trump should be challenged. Uh, for his behaviors, for the things that he said. I think many of the things that he says is atrocious, but the left does the same thing. Uh, they mm -hmm. destroy Kavanaugh, you know, calling somebody a racist. The worst thing you can say to me, Jeff, as a white yeah. man, is to call me a racist. Yeah. It's the most hurtful. It's the most demeaning. What it does is it invalidates everything I say I believe, um, and it puts me as a white person in a horrible position. Yeah. And I think people, you know, say that all the time. And so what I would say is disagree with Trump on policy, when Trump says dumb things, which he does, the Bible says don't repay evil with evil, but fight evil with good. Challenge him on that. You know, I'm for some kind of immigration process. We have a huge problem at our southern border, huge. It is the largest border in the world where sex trafficking happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you saw this, but here in Riverside County, the largest methamphetamine drug bust in the history of the country just occurred. Wow because it's coming across the border wow. and it's destroying lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, fake pills from China come across the border. Methamphetamines come across the borders. Sex trade comes across the border. It is a huge problem. Like, if you're Mexican, I love you. Mexico is corrupt, depraved, and a terrible place to do governmental work. It just is, man. They, they have to indict people all the time for crazy stuff. He heads of generals, heads of state, um, you know, they have students there that march, you know, they go missing, like 30 of them get killed by a local politician yeah. because they protest something and they find their bodies. You know, I mean, it's like, think about that, that kind of stuff that happens. You know, more people are beheaded in Mexico than, you know, in the Middle East, but it doesn't get the news. And so we have a problem at the border. And so even if you're Hispanic, you have to understand that we have to deal with that issue. Now, what Trump says about everybody from Mexico being criminals and thugs and rape, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish you wouldn't say it. And I think, you know, I, I know you're a communicator, right? We can get my wife always. I can tell when she puts her head down, right. you know, like I know where you're like going. it's like right. it's like a, it's like a drug. Yeah. Like and so I get going and I start speaking mm -hmm. and I get a laugh and mm -hmm. I want another mm -hmm. one. And I and I just go too far. And Trump at those rallies. Yep. It's intoxicating yep, yes it is. when people are celebrating yep. everything that you're saying you and yep. um, it's intoxicating and it takes a very disciplined person to not get into that. And let's go back to John McCain. 
you know, when somebody, I think it was an old white woman said, I don't think Obama was born in America and I think he's a Muslim. Do you remember what he did? He stopped her. He, he, great job. He, he stopped job. her and he said, that's not true. Right. You know, Barack Obama's a good man. And he yeah. lost. <laughs> so, right. I, come on. You know, right. so he did the right thing yeah. and he lost. Yeah. Uh, actually got pummeled. Yeah. Um, you know, Barack Obama received more votes than I think any candidate in history. Uh, I'm fairly certain mm -hmm. that's correct. Um, so, so that's the thing. And that's the trouble with mm -hmm. politics. Yeah. You know, people want somebody to say what they think or what they feel. And we know that the Internet is, is, is full of vast conspiracies <laughs> and, you know, all kinds of thinkers. And um, but I think, you know, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, you know, when they say I'm not taking that vaccine under Trump, <laughs> that's problematic, you know, because Trump isn't creating the vaccine. I mean, it's just not happening. And so so that's where the left just goes insane. And, and so, you know, if there's a vaccine and the FDA says it, it's, it's worth it, right. I think my mom and dad who are in their 70s yes. should take it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, you know, if my mom and dad were liberal, I don't want Kamala Harris or Joe Biden to be influencing whether or not they take the vaccine or not because it could result in their death. And so the left says crazy things all the time, you know, all the time, racist, sexist, you know, misogynist, you know. Um, I don't think there's been anybody more destructive to women in politics than the Clintons. I believe that. I was a Clinton supporter in the 1990s. Those people have, have destroyed the lives of mm -hmm. women. And just because she's a woman doesn't mean she's evil. I don't like what Trump says either, right. but I know personally women that work in the Trump office, love working for him, believe he's respectful, and have enjoyed a great deal of success with him. Um, see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, this, it's this I, difficult I thing. And so I think that we shouldn't worship Trump, but we also shouldn't demonize him. Mm. Um, That's good. That's and we good. have to be very, very careful. I mean, why is it that Hollywood is almost united? High, uh, you know, big tech is united. Um, and you know, uh, so what did I say? There's really three groups, Hollywood, big tech, you know, and just like, just this collective hatred of yeah. Trump. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Like that, that should concern you. Um, and so oftentimes what that means is don't look over here. Yeah. Don't look over here. So we're always looking for a scapegoat. We do that personally. Yeah. Um, and, and if you, like I said, if you live in California, nothing that's happening in California is Donald Trump's fault. Yeah, right. He has very little to deal with mm -hmm. the state of California, and it is currently led totally by Democrats. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if you hate Trump, you think he's the Antichrist, you have to be willing to say, okay, in California, we have problems that are, are massive and are getting worse, and their solutions are not working. So, so you see what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to be really that's careful. Good. And that's where you, you can't play politics. You okay. have to call a spade a spade. Right. So when Donald Trump blows it, you, you yeah. got to call him on it. You know, you can't, you yep. can't rally around things, um, you know, and, yep. and, and, and it's just, it's really, really important um, that we, that we work towards something better and we don't cheer for our teams. Yeah. So, man, we totally do that. Um, and it's crazy how much Christians have just fallen into the trap of hate. Yeah. The exact thing we should. Right. Not Haters going to hate. Believe Haters going to hate, um, uh, which is unfortunate, but you know, there's a lot of followers of Jesus hating. Um, in the last week's episode and this week's, uh, I'm sorry, in last week's episode and this week's sermon, you discussed the topic of abortion. Mm. You kind of talked about that last week and in this week's sermon, which was so good and how you are pro-life. Right. With that, can Christians support candidates who are in favor of abortion? Yeah. Come on now, Pastor Matt. Yeah, and this is the this is the challenge of the Democratic Party. Yeah, you know Jimmy Carter, I would say, was a conservative Christian mm -hmm. who was a Democratic president. Right. Uh, I disagree with many of his policies, yeah. but from everyone I've talked to, wonderful man, wonderful human being, has yes. spent his life trying to make the world a better place. Um, there are very. I, I am not aware of any Democrats anymore like him. It'd be interesting if Tulsi Gabbard would come on our show. I'd I'd love to. Um, interview her because Hawaiian culture is family-based. Mm -hmm. It just is, you know, Ohana, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, their family first, party second. And so I'd, be, I'd love to interview her on that process. And I think it's a difficult thing. Um, you know, my wife was sending me a video of a women's march, you know, my uterus, my choice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to take your uterus out. <laughs> right. I'm a, you know, I, what I want you to do is I want you to value the life. And, and God, again, right, I'm a Christian. I believe God has created women with unique power. Like we talk about male power. We talk about patriarchal systems. Who gets to make all the babies? Yeah. <laughs> like right, God, right. God has given women enormous power and yeah. I can prove it to you theologically. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't need a dad. Mm. He did need a mom. Wow. Right. Joseph isn't his father. Right. 
So, but he had to have a mama and, and he had to have a woman to bring him into the world because that's the way that it works. So God supplied the DNA, but Mary carried yeah. the baby. And so women have just a huge role and we all love our moms in very, very special ways. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Where like the, the woman carries the yes. child. Yes. Like she, the child is a part of you. And, and I think there's something that God is trying to teach women in that process, uh, in their role. And I think that, um, it's why I don't like, you know, the criticism that Amy Comer Barrett gets, you know, here she is a, mo a mother of five adopts two, um, two black children, by the mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and this woman's doing what feminists say you should be able to do, <laughs> have it all. Mm -hmm. And she's being criticized yeah. because she values, right. The life of an unborn uh, child. And, and so just so you know, if, if you watch the debates at all, this question came up repeatedly in, in the democratic debates. And it was from conservative Catholics, conservative Christians, um, who consider themselves Democrats and lean left, but are passionately pro-life. Yes, yes. And they just really have no voice. They've been, that, that block has been completely eliminated. Uh, and that's the problem of us versus them. Yeah. And you actually need debate. You need healthy debate within, um, you know, the party systems. You don't need these monolithic one party systems. And I can give you an example, really, I think of the demise of the Democratic Party, uh, I thought is when they passed uh, Obamacare and Nancy Pelosi said, you have to pass the bill so you can read it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> like that, like no one should have voted for that. Wow. No one should have voted for that because we were told if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That turned out to not be true. Um, and so we, we have to look at that and, and you need diversity of thought, not just of ethnicity, of thought within right. the Democratic Party. And you need diversity, not just of ethnicity, but of thought within the Republican Party. And I can just tell you, you know, as a right-leaning individual, I'm deeply concerned about our nation's debt. Yeah. Th that is never talked about on the right anymore, right? We're just writing checks. So Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump are arguing between a $2.4 trillion package and a $1.8 trillion package. Okay. And I'm just saying, <laughs> who's going to pay for that right, package? Right, like, who's right. going to pay for this? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, why we don't need Fauci making the decisions about <laughs> lockdowns, because Fauci's got a government pension. He's taking care of for the He's rest of his life. Right. You and I, like, we, we have to make this work, um, and we have to figure this out. Yeah. And now the World Health, Health Organization has said this is a, a bad problem. And I'll tell you why. More people in India are going to die of starvation mm. than are going to die of COVID. Mm. It, it's a true thing because the lowest people economically suffer the most from economics. So, like, one of the points that Kamala Harris brought up in the debate uh, against Mike Pence is the rich have gained, like, I think she said $330 billion in wealth under your tax plan. Here's what you need to know. It doesn't, the wealthy always get wealthier. Yeah. That's the way it works. Now that I think is something as, you know, a, a right leaning person. I think that we need to listen to Osseo AOC, Osseo something Cortez, Osseo AOC. She's AOC, called AOC. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, Democratic Congresswoman. I think she mm -hmm. has some points. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with her on a lot of things. I'm sure. anti Green New Deal. I think it's problematic. Um, but I think we need to ask ourselves, why are do these people, these, these just elite billionaires continue to amass this wealth regardless of who's in power? And, and then if I'm a Democrat, why are most billionaires in America Democrats? Yeah. It's like 98% of the wealthiest people in America are Democrats. I need to ask yeah. why. Why is that? What is it that they know that I don't know as a working class person? Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing about this election, right? Donald Trump's a billionaire and like... Poor people across the country love this dude, <laughs> right? They, they <laughs> right. love this dude. Right, right, right. So here's this billionaire that somehow has figured out a way to connect with little Joe. Yeah. And then yeah. you got the Democrats who are historically the party of working class, the, the union workers, you know, people that are struggling. And yet, so it, it, it's, just, it's just a real problem. And so we have to learn to ask questions. And, and what I would say is, I, I know I got off, but... Um, I think as a Democrat, you have to begin to press in and let them know if you're a Democrat that you are a, uh, a pro-life candidate and that matters to you and you should be unapologetic for it. Um, so, so, I, so I can, if I am, a, yeah. I mean, even though I'm wearing Republican colors, yeah. you know, I am, if I am a Christian, you right. know I'm a Christian, yeah. you, know, you, you know I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, can I support, can I vote for Joe Biden who is clearly pro-choice and for abortion? 
Yeah, it's. I, I think it's tough. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really tough scenario, uh, especially since, regardless of what you say about Donald Trump, he's right. the most pro-life president mm-hmm. in the history of our country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, if that's your issue, right? You know, and I, and here's the problem: is there's a multitude of issues. So, like we had uh, uh, Bishop A. B. on, and yes. he said there's abortion, right? Pre-life, and then there's abortion. That's post-life, and I thought that so that was good. a great point. It was so good. Um, you know, I I am for you know, black lives in the womb mm-hmm. and I am for black lives out, out of the, the womb. womb. I'm, I'm yeah. for both. Um, the, 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 maybe the subtle difference is, and maybe not so subtle is abortion always ends in the death of a fetus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like they, they don't win ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a born black child has a better chance than an aborted child. Yeah. There's no question. So, but, but I want to care about both and I want to care about systems. I want to care about structures. I want to care about things that are in place um, you know, because I want to help our black communities. Um, and so, so I want to care about both. So, so I think the question is for me, you know, and again, part of the challenge, I think people think Donald Trump is way to the right. I don't think that I think Donald Trump could have ran in the democratic party in the 1990s. I think the problem is Democrats have moved so far to the left. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I think that liberalism at its core has beautiful ideals. Um, You believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. Uh, You know, liberalism gave women the right to vote. Liberalism was a champion both, and here's the thing that's crazy, we talked about last week, there used to be a liberal wing within the uh, the Republican Party, um, and there was a liberal wing within the Democratic Party, JFK. But LBJ, Mm -hmm. right, was on the other side, conservatives, you know, pro Jim Crow, you know, entrenched in racism, segregation. I mean, Joe Biden, dude, Joe Biden was friends to many of these individuals that were horrific uh, and that were lifelong racists. And so that's the problem because unfortunately many of them were Democrats for a long time. Um, and so, so, so that becomes the problem. So we have to challenge, we have to push, yes. but the, the, the Democratic Party has moved so far left um, that that's the real challenge. But that's why I want to support, encourage, do everything I can to encourage Tulsi Gabbard, because at the end of the day, we are always in this system going to get a Republican president or a Democrat president. Either way, and right. so, so I want healthy, uh, conscientious Democrats, even if you're pro-choice, I want you to be aware that I, I'm not trying to take a woman's right to choose. I just believe deeply. Yeah in the unborn Sanctity child and their life. rights. And yes. I believe the 14th Amendment that freed slaves yeah. speaks to the issue of the unborn child. Yeah. And I want that voice heard. And I don't want to be shamed. I don't want to be called a hater, a misogynist, you know, a, uh, you know, all of these just horrible words because I care about children. And, and, and we know statistically, right, 50% of abortions are baby girls. Yeah. So, mm. so like I, I, I care for the little girl who's yeah. unborn and I want to give her a right to life and I want her to be successful. And the other part of the left wing, it's not just abortion, it's the environmental movement. And so in the environmental movement is so left wing, it's so crazy. Look, I want clean air, I want clean water. Uh, I, I, want, I want healthier streams. I want your kids to play in very, very yeah. clean places. And here's the thing. All of these power plants are always built in poor neighborhoods, predominantly black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Um, and so we need to fix that. But this leftist movement wants to reduce population. Mm-hmm. So it's not just in the women's right to choose, it's they believe that population is an existential threat. Mm-hmm. And so they believe that we're gonna run out of resources. They believe that we're going to uh, you know, not be able to feed the earth. I mean, leftist environmentalists hate everything because they believe that human beings are like a fungus that have taken over the earth. I, I am a, I'm not a human centered environmentalist. I'm a God centered mm. environmentalist, Amen. but Amen. God cares about human beings. And he says that human beings are unique. That's why John Muir, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everybody loves John Muir. He goes to Africa, wants to create, you know, uh, something for the, um, uh, the, the gorillas. And so he kicks out all the indigenous black people who've lived there for thousands Forever. of years. Yes. You just kick them out. Because they don't matter. They don't even matter to the environmentalist. The gorilla matters more than the black person in Africa yeah. uh, who can't eat, can't feed his family, can't care for the things. And that's what environmentalists do. You know, it's why uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Greta Thunberg, they love to speak about the hypocrisy of Brazil because they live in Europe and the United States where we get to eat whatever we want. And you and I can choose GMO food or non-GMO food because we're wealthy. 
Well, guess what? People in these third world countries just want to eat. Yeah. And GMO food is the way of the future to feed yeah. those people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we'll talk about this when, and we'll get into have I been deceived, but the left, the left isn't just about, uh, it just being a fetus and a woman's right to choose. They actually believe they're doing good by controlling population. And it's, I'm, I'm you know, they won't say it, mm. but it's everywhere. Man. You know, they might say it in a university, but they won't say it outright. But the left thinks the world is overpopulated and we need to reduce population. And what's the best way to do that? Abortion is the clearest way to do that, man. So it's I, sick, right? It's so sick. And I feel like I've seen movies about that, like <laughs> taking yeah. out like half the yeah. population or something like and that. And here's the thing. Some of you, if you're a yeah. Democrat, you're going to think I'm crazy. And that's just because you're not well-read mm. and you need to, and you need to listen. <laughs> You know, here's the thing. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Mm, and what I think we want to do is, no, that's not who they really are. That's not what they're really about. And, um, you know, we, we need to believe people when they say the population is out of control. You know, human beings are, are, are you know, spreading. Dis- I mean, it's just we, we need to start believing them and say, okay, I believe in God. God believes in people. God believes people have value. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. Man, Wow. So if you're a Democrat, was, it's getting yeah. tougher. So that's why yeah. you need to run as a pro-life Democrat, you know, and I think Christians can support you. Yeah, amen, amen. Man, that was power-packed. Um, uh, so Chappelle, I think that's how they say their name, at Chappelle, this one's good. Mm. Are you ready for some yeah. uh, marital counseling here? Uh, <laughs> my husband and I have very different political views. Mm. How do we navigate that? Because, uh, now this is what I'm, I'm saying, yeah. that this person, because like, we... We, we about to throw down. Yeah. And I've heard more and more. There are actually more um, marriages out there than we think. Yeah. That were the, Repu- uh, you know, the husband is Republican, wife Democrat, or the yeah. wife is Republican and husband Democrat. And there's, I actually got a, um, a Facebook message the other day saying that uh, a good friend of mine from college, like Jeff, man, my wife and I, mm. we completely disagree. Mm. And it is like, it is havoc in our house. Mm. Um, every time something is brought up politically. And so, um, man, how, how does a couple navigate that? Yeah, I think it's a tough situation. And so here's part of the problem is politics are more led by emotion than anything else. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good. You know, uh, you know, people overlook Trump's weaknesses and idiosyncrasies and just flat out sins mm-hmm. because they're nostalgic and emotional about America. Mm. That's good. Right? Yeah. So, you know. Trump, Trump is standing up for America, which I think has been has been the weakness of the left, and you know so much of of, you know I think liberals can love America, leftists don't, and so that's mm. the challenge. And I constantly try to distinguish between leftists and liberals, and um, and if you're a liberal, you need to you need to figure out you know what you are, um, uh, you know, socialism and uh, communism are leftist organizations, mm. and uh, socialism is something you vote for. You know, uh, communism is something you surrender to, but mm. historically neither are good. Mm. And so we need to understand that. So people hate America, but compared to what? Right. Compared to what? America is a young emerging country. Emerge, emerging countries do terrible things. They're terrible to the environment. They're terrible to peoples. They're terrible to, I mean, like it's emerging. They just make mistakes. And America made mistakes, had sins. The difference between America and so many other countries in the world is that, and we're going to get into this in our last, our, our, our last sermon, and I'm, I'm, I'm flirting with whether or not to call it God bless America or what. Um, but did you know like Saudi Arabia and these countries outlawed, outlawed slavery in the 1970s? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you know, do you know what the word slave means? It's an English word. Hmm. Slavic. Wow. It means Eastern it's, European. No so way. the word slave in the English language, so we enslave Eastern Europeans. A people group. Yeah, a people group, white people. Wow. So because they were lower, lower socioeconomically, they couldn't read, they were underdeveloped, they were easy to conquer, conquered and traded them and sold them. Unbelievable. So, wow. uh, you know, and you see, I can show you pictures of slaves, uh, white slaves, like photographed, mm-hmm. like up until the 1930s and 40s. And they're with their, their uh, Middle Eastern yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, and again, why, why would Middle Easterners gravitate to um, you know, white slaves because they're visually distinguishable. Interesting. Same reason America right. identified yeah, black slaves. Wow. It takes away the problem of are you free or are you slave? Man. So in every other culture, you have to have a tattoo. Um, you have to have a marking. Man, so in, in, in Rome and Greece, you wore a different sash. Well, 
I can kill you and take your sash. Uh, my son and I were watching, um, wow. oh, what's that movie with Heath Ledger where he's a rock star and he's a knight? Oh, gosh. A knight's Tale? Knight's Tale. A knight's so remember, tale. his knight dies. Yeah, right. What's he do? All he has to do is put on the right. costume and he yeah, impersonates right, right, right. a noble. <laughs> well, okay. And, and the whole movie is about trying to find out that he, he's a slave. He's yeah. a white slave. Mm -hmm. but, and then immersing that, what happens? They throw him into prison and they beat him. Well, when you, when you have these color issues, it takes that problem away. And, you know, it's sick. Man, that's... It's disgusting. Wow. But slavery occurs today, right now in the world as we speak. Yes, it slavery does. Slavery is all over the world today. Yes, and so is. we're all upset about what happened in America 150 years ago. You need to know it's happening today. Now, right now. Today. Absolutely. And people are bringing in slaves in the name of immigration... <laughs> all over and you have Chinese people coming to America who are indentured slaves. They're never going to get out. They're cleaning your house. They're giving you a massage, yeah. you know, like, uh, I mean, you go into these massage parlors and you're so happy. Yeah. Well, I don't have to pay a hundred bucks for a massage. Well, why are you paying 20 bucks? Yeah. Who hmm. are these people? Hmm. You know, they sit in there all day long. They, they, they don't have any breaks. They're just waiting for you 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Who are these people? Yeah. And, and again, you know, you have to ask yourself what is happening here. Yeah. And, and, and we just have to realize that we're not being told the truth and we're, 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 all, we're all impassioned and we're rooting for right. our teams. All we want is the win. Right, we want right. the Democrats yeah. to win. Why? Because the Republicans are evil. We want the Republicans to win because the Democrats are evil. I was just on the phone this morning with a conservative pastor friend of mine and we were talking about a famous conservative who has just fallen from grace and he just told me, he said, Matt, that guy's never been a Christian. Wow. He, he's, he's on the inside. He told me, he said, okay. that guy's conservative. Man. He said, he's evil. Man. He's evil. Well, the problem is, you know, as evangelicals, we've made a deal with the devil and we've married these evil Republicans and, 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 and they do bad things. Yeah. They do. They play the game. But the problem is if you're a woke liberal, you gotta know. Let me ask you a question. If you're a Democrat, what's going on in Chicago? Hmm. What's going on in Baltimore? Mm -hmm. What's happened in Los Angeles? There, there's no Republicans at all. Like, so, so they're less evil, man. That's good. What's going on? I mean, you have to, you have to actually take a look at what's happening. And that's why there's Blexit, you know, the black exit from the democratic party. And these people are saying, look, we've elected you since the civil rights movement, you know, Selma where Martin mm -hmm. Luther King marched is one of the poorest, most just backward cities on earth. And so, right. So there was this wokeness in the 1960s and they're worse off than they've ever been. And, hmm. um, you know, just because you elect a, elect a black leader doesn't mean they're good. Hmm. Or they're Have you met you. evil black people? Oh, yeah, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. Because they're people. Yeah, sure. And so just because they're black, you know, doesn't mean they're better. Yeah. And so what we have to do is we have to elect good yeah. leaders yeah. who do good things. And here's the thing is good is so hard to figure out. Yeah. So hard to figure out within the context of politics. Uh, you know, we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. Michael Bloomberg and Tom Steyer, billionaires. Both of those guys could literally bury Donald Trump in terms of the wealth. Wow. Both ran for the Democratic nomination. They and AOC was the only one to call him out. And I'm not an AOC fan. Right. She's the only sure. one saying these people are buying our election. They're both environmentalists. Yeah. Both support the Green New Deal. Both of them made all their money in oil. Man. How is that? Hmm. How is that possible? What's going on here? Yeah. You know, like I want to know, I want to see, like everybody wants uh, Trump's taxes. I want to see Gavin Newsom's taxes. <laughs> I want to see how invested he is in solar panels. Hmm. I want to see how invested he is in Tesla. And then I want to be able to judge whether or not we as Californians right, right. should be buying into this Green right, New yeah. Deal where Californians are becoming poor. We're, we're vastly becoming a third world country. More and more people are poorer than ever. And we're saying you need to pay more for electricity. Why are all of these liberal politicians shutting down nuclear power when it's the only clean product there is? Interesting. Why? Why? Hmm. Nobody asked that. But, you know, you're a super woke liberal, you know, and you hate Donald Trump, you know, and, and okay, Donald Trump's a climate denier. He's an idiot. That's wrong. <laughs> greenhouse, ga greenhouse gases, greenhouse gases mm -hmm. are, are affecting the environment. Yes, yes, they are. They are. Yep. So, but what should we do? I don't need to be a fanatical, crazy person on the left who wants to abort babies, right, and slaughter human beings because we all need to die, right? Right, right, right. So, you know... But, 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 but on, you know, so, so, so both sides are lying. So that's really, really difficult. So that's, so that's the problem. We need to take the emotion out of it. That's good.
we need to stop being left wing and right wing and we need to say what we're doing is affecting the environment yeah. but we need to not lose our minds and start maybe farming fish yeah. right so whole foods won't 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 produce farm fish anymore because gmo is always bad well, one of our biggest problems is what's happening in the ocean, overfishing. The only way to counteract that is to grow fish in farms, hmm. to genetically alter them so you don't have to put bacteria in the water, or excuse me, put, uh, what do we take when we get a bacterial infection? Probiotics, Probiotic. not probiotics, no. antibiotics. antibiotics. So the problem is they have to manipulate the, gen the genetics of fish so that you don't have to put so much antibiotics in so we can eat fish produced free of you know, antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> Like, you know, people are against GMO. We want poor people, right? Remember right, them? Right, yeah. To be able to eat healthy foods mm -hmm. at a cheaper way. Yeah. Well, go, go to your grocery store and buy organic blueberries. And then go buy non-organic blueberries. Yeah. You're going to get twice as much for half the cost. And, and, and what do we want? Do we want a poor black kid eating candy and Snickers and all the other crap they eat every day? Or do we want them to eat ge genetically altered uh, blueberries? Hmm. <laughs> okay? I want blueberries. I want them to be healthier. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a hunger problem. We have an obesity problem yep. within our impoverished right. communities yeah. because they eat Dorito chips yep. all day long and, and there aren't grocery stores anymore. And so we, ha we, ha we have to help this, but all my super woke liberal friends hate GMOs. They want farm-raised food. Do you know what farm-raised food does? <laughs> Takes up more land. Mm. Farm-raised cattle fart more. Right. Okay, they do. They fart more. They take up more land. They take longer to grow. Guess what happens when a farm-raised cow farts more? It puts more methane into the air. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying is everybody Man. gets all woke and all excited, yeah. and then you actually start trying to unpack this stuff. And what we need is less cows. Yeah. We need cows to mature faster so we can slaughter them humanely. Right, sure. Yep. Right? Uh, in the best way possible so we can all eat because yeah. the problem with cows is methane. Man. And that affects the environment. Yeah. So, you know, don't get me started. Gosh, so I'll wow. be praying for Jeez. you. But here's the thing is, yeah. right? You listen to some podcasts, Netflix is the devil. <laughs> because Netflix, right, they're, get, they're trying was... to get you to emotionally respond to something uh, and get you to feel a certain way. Um, you know, remember when we were kids, Roots? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, that, none of that was true. Did you know that? Toby. Right. Oh, that I guy know, made it up. No, yeah. He made it Gunta. up, and it, it, it inspired it was, just, yeah, just generational yeah. hatred. Yeah. And it's like, look, man, slavery was bad enough. enough yeah. We don't need to create false Do narratives and false stories yes. that get people all angry yeah. and upset because they believe it. Um, what we need to do is deal with reality mm -hmm. and say, look, we still have a socioeconomic divide. You know, even if racism's gotten better, black people still are, are twice the poverty mm -hmm. rate. So what do we do to move that ball forward yeah. instead of, you know, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. Let's actually do something yeah. and solve something. Yeah. Um, we got to take good. the emotion it's out. Good. I think we got to get Hollywood out. Yeah. Like why, why are these, you know, um, you, you watch the movie Argo. I haven't seen it. No. Watch the movie Argo and the CIA, they're trying to figure out how to get the, how to get uh, the Americans out of, um, uh, out, out of Iran after Iran okay. falls. Okay. And he goes, what organization will do any immoral thing to make a buck? And they all go, Hollywood. Wow. So Hollywood doesn't care if what they're telling you is true or not. What they've realized is people want to watch environmental films. People want to watch films about racism. So it doesn't matter if it's true or not. So Al Gore takes a picture of a dying old polar bear floating on a lone icicle. Right? Oh, he's dying because of environment. If you turn around and you take a picture the other way, there's a gigantic iceberg and polar bears running all over the place. They didn't show you that picture, right? Photos don't lie, but Man. they do. They do. Man. And we, and we have to know that what Netflix cares about is viewership. Yes, of course. And so is Netflix, you know, going to show something maybe that's conservative, something that's contrary to how people feel? No, but they'll show a series sexualizing 12-year-old yeah, girls. Say it, say it, my man. Okay, that's that's it's evil. It's a mess. That is absolutely yeah. evil. And you know, as Christians, we just have to we have to ask ourselves, like, what am I doing? Like, if your moral compass is being dictated yeah. to you by Hollywood, you do not have a moral compass. Yeah. You know, I loved when uh, Robert Downey Jr. is maybe mm -hmm. the most honest honest Hollywood star, and he's <laughs> like, no one should throw any stones out of their closet. because oh. <laughs> these people are dirty, yeah. terrible, evil. You know, and. And, and wow. we have to ask these questions, you know, um, you know, what's going on? You know, Barack Obama, 
remember he was elected in 2008 and, and he, you know, and we'll get to this in a second, but you know, he did his big stimulus package. Do you know who benefited the most from that stimulus package? He gave hundreds of millions of dollars to people who donated to his campaign. You ever heard of a Fitzer electric car? You haven't, you know why? He went out of business, but Barack Obama gave money to them. 500, I think $500 million. And they were one of the largest, you know, uh, contributors to his campaign. So here's the thing is, Corruption. give Donald Trump everything. We fell asleep at the wheel with Obama. We fell asleep at the wheel and bad things happened. Hmm. And, and you need a press that's vigorous. Mm -hmm. You need a press that investigates mm -hmm. because it isn't just big business that's mm -hmm. evil. Politics mm -hmm. is evil and they're mm -hmm. all in bed together. Mm -hmm. They're all in bed together. And, yeah, and are, we, we, right. need, we need a press that ferrets that out yeah, yeah. and talks about that and demands integrity and demands that people do good things. Because um, what happens is, you know, things become so corrupt, right. which is what happened in Germany, mm -hmm. you end up with a Hitler. Yes, right, right, right. The German people were so done, so done, that they turned to him. Good people. And, and that's what we have to be careful to. Same thing with China. Why is China... China communists yeah. because the capitalists were corrupt. Same thing in Vietnam. Why was Ho Chi Minh so passionate about communism? Because he was tired of the backroom deals, the corrupt capitalism that took place in this banana, banana republic known as, you know, uh, known as Vietnam. And it's just sad and it's tragic. And so we, we have to deal with these things and we have to say, look, there are there are ugly things within capitalism. I don't think we need to be socialists or communists because that gets worse. Right. Um, you know, like everybody loves to talk about sailing the whales. You know who killed mo more whales than anybody? Russia. Do you know why? Because they couldn't provide oils for their people. Capitalism, we invented a thing called vegetable oil. Man. So now all of our soaps and stuff are made with that. They were still killing whales. Wow. Greenpeace didn't save the whales. Ca right, capitalism right. did. Capitalism. You know? Same thing like with the straw thing, right? Yes. You know what saved turtles? Plastic. Do you know why? You guess what we used to use for plastic? Turtle shells are, are flexible and like plastic, the most like plastic. Plastic actually saved the turtles. <laughs> you know what saved elephants? Plastic. Ivory. Because ivory is moldable. Plastic is, you know, people need to get away from just because it's somehow man-made that it's sure bad. Sure, it's bad. That doesn't always mean it's bad. Right, right, right. Sometimes it's Man. good. So right. think about right now, everybody wants to wear vint vintage, you know, authentic cotton, you know, farm raised. And it's like, look, well, how, how many animals had to die for them to, to create them that to create. new processing yep. plant? Right. You know, I mean, sometimes fake is good. Like fake fur, is that good? That's good. <laughs> we didn't have to kill an animal right. for that. Right, no. Um, and, and so people just, people need to wake up and just say, okay, I need to think. And when everybody's nodding their heads, pay attention. Right. All right. Any more questions? Man, man. we have... Uh, you go, go for it. One more. Should we? Okay. This one's good. Uh, well, they're all good. They're awesome. So yeah. in this weekend's message, you talked about the scarlet cord in Rahab's house yeah, yeah. and uh, this metaphor that shows up in other places in the Bible. Can you expand on that more? Yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's a beautiful metaphor of covering. Okay. So think about uh, the people of Israel when they leave Israel you had to put blood on your doorpost. Yes, right. And so I think it's a symbol of, of doorposts. And I think it would, have, it would have reminded the Israelites of what they came out to. Okay. Because, right, think about it. In, in the moment of passion, uh, in the moment of battle, like it's going to be chaos. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, I'm sure that there were bad things that occurred when the people of Israel conquered Jericho. I don't think it right. was a, a completely holy moment. Right, War right. never is. It never is. Um, and so I think it's a symbol of God's covering and God's salvation for us. Yeah. If we remain faithful to him, mm -hmm. she had to stay inside. Yeah, right. She couldn't go out. You step outside of that, you're on your own. And so I think it's just a beautiful symbol of what Christ has done for us. And so, um, you know, we have to remind ourselves as Christians when we're tempted to fall away from our faith, we're tempted to go somewhere else, we're tempted to believe something else. I, I've got to remain, you know, bonded to my faith in Christ and his covering of me. And because uh, I've, 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 I've led people to Christ that have walked away, that have left yeah. the faith, you know, and, you know, were they really saved? I don't know. What I know is they walked away, yeah. you know, and, and Rahab had to stay in that house. She had to stay present. And the text says, oh, no, by the way, she's still here to this day. Mm -hmm. She made a decision and she lived it out her whole life. And, and we have to choose to make that decision to be covered by the blood of Christ. Um, and it just shows you how you're saved. 
She was saved by God. Interesting. And we are saved Praise by God. God. Amen. But there's this, right, there's this, she had to stay. You know, there's, there's always this tension between what yeah. God does and what we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, she was saved by, you know, uh, God's grace over her. And yet she participated in that by staying put and, and being in there. And, and so we have to have, we have to work out our salvation, as Paul says, with fear and trembling. trembling. And we have to know that we have to be so, so careful. And that's good. You know, I'm confident in my faith, but I'm not arrogant yeah. in it. And so that's why I think the Apostle Paul says, I am confident of, the, of this. This is Philippians 1, 6, that he who began a work in you will carry it on to the day of yeah. Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm confident, but I'm not arrogant. Yeah, it's good. The same it's guy good. said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like we should be <laughs> a, a little in awe of what God does. Yeah. And so if you also go back to Tamar, so there's actually two prostitutes that are mentioned uh, in the lineage, lineage of Jesus, Tamar and Rahab. And so remember, Tamar, um, she um, has sex with Judah. I think it's Judah. Um, and he, um, oh my gosh, my, I haven't read, I haven't read, uh, so somebody correct me if I'm wrong, put that in the okay. notes. But he is on his way away from his wife and he meets a prostitute who he has sex with who's actually his uh, son's, his deceased, yeah, his deceased son's daughter who's not been, she, she's supposed to get a child and right. hasn't worked out. She hasn't been treated fairly. So he has sex with her. That's a whole nother question, mm -hmm. right? This righteous <laughs> dude, you know, once again, away from the wife, yes. um, you right. know, and uh, has sex with her, but she ties a scarlet cord around him. She gives him her mark or his mark. His mark. And so it's, it's very, very similar. It's a symbol of, hey, you did this for me, but they're both in the lineage of Jesus. Um, and it's just powerful that yeah. You know, God is committed to even the most horrific sinners who do terrible things if they repent of their sins and they believe in him. And it's just really the power of the gospel. Um, and so that scarlet cord represents her repentance. And really, ultimately, I think it's foreshadowing the blood of Jesus. Yeah. I think the lamb on the doorpost foreshadows it. I think this scarlet uh, ribbon for foreshadows it. And it's all the blood of Jesus that ultimately the only thing that saves us and delivers us is the death of Christ. Amen. Amen. And... Um, that's good. You know, and so as a, as a Christian, right, you, you want you want to you want to see Christ even in the Old Testament moving because we've always been saved by grace yeah. through faith. Yeah, it's good, man. Pastor Matt, just on that, um, uh, I want you, if you can, to to look at that camera because there are individuals out there um, who may need to repent. Yeah, yeah. Who may need to, as Rahab did. Yeah. Um, give their life to Christ. Yeah, amen. And so um, there are individuals who watch this program, uh, who watch the debrief, who mm -hmm. may not be, you even said multiple times, like, I don't even know if they're Christians, yeah, you know, yeah. um, just like you did this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk to that individual out there who may need to give their life to Christ right now? Yeah, I would just say this, that, you know, um, I, I have met uh, evil people that are Democrats and Republicans. I, they're just not good people. Um, that manipulate and use the people they claim to represent. Um, and it's because they're sinners and they need, they need God. Um, and I think it's easy for us to judge politicians. It's easy for us to say we hate politics, but the truth is we, we all do that every single day. All of us are sinners. And I just would encourage you, uh, the only thing that's gonna give you the peace that surpasses all understanding, the only thing that's gonna get you through November 3rd and probably a couple weeks beyond because of uh, mail-in voting um, is Jesus. And um, he can save you from this conflict. So think about it. Rahab is saved in a battle between Israelis and uh, the people of Jericho. And in, in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this, she surrenders and gives her life ultimately to God. And I just would encourage you to do that. You know, I think the debrief hopefully is enlightening, inspiring. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we all need to repent of our sins. We all need to confess. It comes down to have you personally surrendered to God. And many of you... I hate to say it, you grew up in church, you attend Sandals, and, and, and you know, you would say, I'm a good person, and, and I'm not saying you're terrible, I'm just saying Jesus said only God is good. And you've never really looked at yourself and said, okay, what do I need to be saved from? And this is why your marriage doesn't work, this is why your small group doesn't work, this is why you get frustrated with people in, in life, because all of life makes sense once you meet Jesus and you realize, oh, oh, you're a sinner. This is what my kids are. This is what my wife is. This is what my husband is. But, but ultimately, this is what I am. And so I just would encourage you to ask you, have you ever personally surrendered like Rahab did? I'm switching teams. I'm not on my team anymore. I'm on God's team. Have you ever done that? And, um, you, and, and here's the thing I'm going to press on, and you should remember that moment. Hmm. 
I really want you to question if you can't remember that moment, did you have that moment? And right now, if you can't remember that moment, you need to fall on your knees, not if you're driving, fall on your knees and say, God, I repent of my sins and I ask Jesus Christ to save me from my sins. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry for my sins. I put my faith and trust in you, Jesus Christ, right? There's a reason Jesus died. He died for your sins. But we don't just believe that he died. We believe that he rose from the dead. And just like he rose from the dead, you can rise from the dead out of the ashes, um, out, of, out of your sinful, selfish life. You can rise out of that. Um, and I think you can become the person God's always meant you to be. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the answer. Um, you know, this next week we're going to talk about preparing for political change. And really, it's the issue of wholeness, holiness. Jo Joshua says we got to consecrate ourselves. And I think that's what we got to do as Christians is we've really got to look at ourselves before we go forward. Good. Man, wow. And that, at the end of the day, is what we are all about. Yeah. People giving their lives to Christ, um, sharing the gospel so that people can live a life of Christ. And so if that was you, um, you might be out there. And uh, you said, man, I need to give my life to Christ. And you heard what Pastor Matt said, and you fell on your knees uh, uh, and just said, hey, uh, that's me. Um, we would love to walk alongside you. You can go mm -hmm. to sandalschurch.com slash next. And we want to know, and we honestly want to walk with you in this journey uh, because you can't do this alone. Man, this has been awesome as it always is with yeah. Pastor Matt. I just like sitting next to you. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just like sitting next to you because, you know, I mean, the, the, the wisdom, come on, man, oh, the anointing. Man. Come on, just kind of gleans off you. Come on now, brother. Hey, you've been listening and watching The Debrief with Pastor Matt Brown. Please remember to watch every single week or listen every single week. Not only that, remember to share. There are people out there, so many individuals who need to share this message or need to hear this message. And a lot of individuals actually have discovered the debrief because they shared it yeah, with yeah. someone or they, you know, the, someone shared it with them. So please share this with a friend and tune in this weekend to our next message, your next message you have for the world on this series called Election. It's going to be good like it's been every single time. Come yeah. on, somebody. Thanks for joining us on The Debrief.